Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is Ellie San of the Hello Ellie podcast. This is episode three of the diversity series. In today's episode, I want to discuss racial diversity with you. So without further ado, let's get started. I don't let me fly to my Today, we're going to be talking about a pretty heavy topic. Over the past few months, another issue has resurfaced in the media. But before we talk about controversial topics, let's discuss race. Well, what is race? Directly from Wikipedia, a race is a grouping of humans based on shared physical or social qualities in categories generally viewed as distinct by society. Now, the important part of that definition is viewed by society. You know, race is based on what other people see and deem as important. There are American Indian or Alaska Native, Asian, Black or African American, Hispanic or Latino, Native American, Native Hawaiian or other Pacific Islander, and white. Many people misunderstand race as a color of someone's skin, but that's more of a perception that we see. And that perception makes us generate stereotypes of all certain groups and believe that these stereotypes really do apply to everyone in that group. America has been made of of a mirage called the American dream, the land that immigrants come together to create. Yet we call people of color the minority. Although everyone is supposed to be respected, we use derogatory terms. One of these terms is a model minority, a term directed towards Asian Americans. In America, we have automatically assigned white people the majority title. White supremacists have used that word to pit people of color against each other. But we have to go a little bit back in history. In the 1992 LA riots, people of the black community were unhappy because of the Rodney King verdict made by the white community. But when one mishappening happens between Asian Americans, the black community and Asian community unleash their anger upon each other. Although the generator of this conflict was a third group of white supremacists, only the minorities were affected. And Los Angeles has had this painful past. But this is not the end. Another conflict has been uprising, has been the Asian American hate crimes. Crimes against Asians have increased by 150 percent in COVID-19. And this is because people have been blaming Asians for the spread of COVID-19. Even our former president, Donald Trump, quoted the virus as not by SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19, but simply by the Chinese virus, Kung flu, and the Wuhan virus. And these kind of words thrown around cause misunderstandings that Asians are at fault. And these misunderstandings lead to countless dangerous situations. And it started from people announcing, go back to China. But the situation escalated. 
an old Asian woman was walking by a white man, who proceeded to hit her in the face. A man was getting food for his kids when the person slashed his face with a knife, declaring that he had to go back to where he came from. And this past week, eight people were murdered at a spa in Atlanta, and six of these women were Asian. But the police captain confidently declared that the killer was having a bad day, and the white killer's attorney proceeded to say that the killer understood the gravity of his crime, and he was pretty much fed up. Had been kind of at the end of his rope, and yesterday was really a bad day for him. And this is what he did. As an Asian and as American, I can express my horrification enough. That attorney and that police captain had the audacity to sympathetically categorize the cold-blooded murders. That made me sick. To the stomach, and the even sicker thing, that the police captain posted on social media with multiple smiley faces that he bought a new shirt, a new shirt that said COVID nineteen imported from China, and he even decided to put a nice link to purchase these stereotypical shirts. And the police has been telling us that. They did it out of a sexual want, as if the fact that these people were women was another quantifiable reason for them to be murdered. And if that police decides to post on social media such a racially motivated shirt, can we really believe him when he tells us that the only motivation was that he was having a bad day? I don't think so. And although that problem seems big enough, this not only happens in the media and on the news, but happens to people around me. A few months ago, a white lady came up to my friend and yelled, "Go back to China!" Ironically, my friend is Korean, and frankly, she hasn't even been to China before. And when she told the woman that she wasn't Chinese, the woman called her effing liar. That is where society is, where we like to turn our backs to the truth and simply recite the lie. I used to go to Duolingo school. Kids of my ethnicity all surrounded me, and we were happy. One of the main reasons that I sent to a dual language school was that I learned to keep my head high and be part of my race, my identity, to never feel as if I had to hide myself or to change who I was for others, so that I knew that I was valuable and that I was beautiful, and that goal was fulfilled because wherever I go and whoever I'm with, I've never been embarrassed. To be Asian American, I've never considered calling myself an American without a Korean or Asian in front of it. Now, many people may try to force me to become a true American, but I 
don't want to lose the other part of my identity. So even if people may call me Chinese, blame me for a disease that I can't control, hidden abuse my people, and call us the minority. I believe that we must stand tall. Because if I'm not proud of who I am, and if I don't love myself, who is going to do that for me? No one. And, you know, racism is not a lie. It's here, it's alive, and it's right in front of us. It affects some people more than it does others, but it does affect everybody. And many people don't realize how much they can hurt others by what they say and do. But we all have our own stereotypes about certain people in the back of our minds, and we can't deny that. Another aspect that we shouldn't deny is someone's race. If you don't see my color, you don't see me. Because when people say that they don't see your color, that means that they don't see your identity. That means that they respect the American part of you, but not the identity in front of it. The Asian part, the African part, the native part, the Hispanic part. But we have to see it. Because if we don't, that means that they can act as if they don't spot any differences and act as if everything is equal but will still keep their white privilege. America can no longer be a melting pot where we shove all the races in and stir it to be simply American. There is no such thing as simply American. Our society has learned to be like a salad bowl where each taste is represented but they all make a harmonious taste in the end. Now it is time for minority ethnic groups to talk to each other, stay bound together, and understand and support each other. If we can raise awareness in our younger generation, maybe, just maybe, we can work towards shifting the thinkings of our society. People have to recognize that all people are the same, or on the same status, and that nobody is a minority or majority. That all people are equal. That diversity is not only there, but also is an important part and should be respected. Diversity is no longer a black and white sketch, but it is a colorful palette. We can all make an impact not only by peacefully protesting, but also to report any instances of hate crimes against Stop AAPI Hate. Instead of coming against each other, how about becoming a community? That's racial diversity. A community where I don't have to be scared that I'm going to go outside and have a knife wielded to my throat for who I am. A community that there are not only two categorizations, but six. And until we get to that day, I wish you a safe ride in this froggy journey. Thank you for listening. And this is Elison signing off. Hey.
떠나 볼까 let me fly to my 시선이 낮추고 어디든 맞추